To another edition of Kent and the Steering Team, episode 41 this is, I believe. It is indeed. Uh, once again, it is, of course. Once again, you are joined by myself, Phil, and my good mate, Drew. Uh, unfortunately, Kent can't be with us uh, this week. He's actually at the uh, lining up to see uh, Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. So he's, he's, he's off to do that rather than be here and record with us. Actually, I actually have to say I'm pretty jealous of, uh, of him. However... Uh, having said that, by the time this episode should be up, we should have also seen it. I think that's how it's going to work. Anyway, Drusef, how are you, sir? I'm feeling a sense of deja vu. How, how are you? Yes, uh, <laughs> quite quite in agreement with that. Um, just quickly to fill you in, we've had some technical difficulties in uh, being able to record this episode. Um, number one, my Skype um, was being... How do I put this politely... A fucking idiot. Uh, that's me being polite about Skype and not and not working. Again, a sense of déjà vu for us, Drew. Um, so, yeah, struggled with uh, actually getting Skype to work. It didn't work. We uh, then jumped over to um, do a Skype call on my phone and record via my phone uh, Skype to Drew's desktop Skype. Then that failed miserably. And uh, now we are using Facebook uh, Messenger phone call. So here we are. Here we are. Here we are. And we're praying that it doesn't give any more trouble. <laughs> Absolutely. Let's just try and let's get through this episode and huge sigh of relief after that. Oh, yeah. Uh, alrighty. Let's just start this episode with um, a little bit of a follow-up for last week's episode. Yep. Not an in-depth one, just a quick brief uh, recap on something that we spoke about last week, and that was the North Korea, United States, Trump, Kim Jong-un, Korea, uh, a Singaporean summit. Um, <laughs> you're laughing. Yeah, it's hard, it's hard to say. Look, I thought... I'm was... laughing because you've probably said more words than they did in their meeting. <laughs> yeah, probably. Because as it turns out, so we weren't really sure or cared too much really at that stage last week of uh what had actually gone on we we didn't do the proper research and we probably hadn't quite understood exactly what everything meant finally now by the time we're here recording now we understand what happened and what everything meant and basically what it meant was nothing ta-da all of that was really for nothing it was for it was for nothing because the united states got nothing out of it. In fact, they agreed to do more work, which was to um, su- uh, provide support and security for North Korea, and also to withdraw their war games uh, in the the seas around uh, the Korean peninsula. Uh, North Korea, though, have promised nothing different and nothing new, and kept the same wording that they had in the agreement with South Korea, which was to eventually aim at denuclearization of the Korean Peninsula. That's nothing. That hasn't added anything. There's nothing in this, of substance in this agreement. It's almost word for word identical to the agreement the Clinton government tried as well. Well, and that's why I don't understand what... uh, I don't, I don't know. 
whatever. If if Trump wants to say he's done a fantastic thing and it's mission accomplished, ugh, sure. But it's not. Nothing has happened at all. In fact, did you see that, that uh, article? Someone posted that um, the Apple iTunes user agreement actually has more definitive do not have any sort of nuclear weapons agreement written into it Doesn't than what really. this did you read it no 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 there's a okay well I'll, there's a story and i'll post it on on the kenton the searing team page yeah someone found an actual clause in the itunes apple agreement someone actually bloody read the thing and found that there's a clause in there that says you cannot use apple's software for the purposes of uh making a bomb of any form including natural or nuclear (laughs) it's like or like bio warfare or anything like that you can't do anything so that's bizarre i don't know why the hell it's bloody in the apple agreement but anyway it's in there and it's more watertight than the agreement trump has with north korea wow yeah it's bizarre but again that rules out anyone's uh plan of now making a bomb using apple software i guess if they hadn't read their terms and conditions properly they were probably in for a bit of a lawsuit. Oh, well, that saved them. Well done, whoever that was. <laughs> Moving right along now uh, to some, at the time of recording, breaking news. Uh, the time you're hearing this, uh, less breaking news, but still probably news to you guys, seeing as you're probably not going to go looking for this information. Anyway, uh, a couple of weeks ago, we discussed the idea that uh, Disney was looking to purchase um 21st Century Fox, and then we, uh, I'm sure we must have uh, reported our dismay and displeasure in the idea that Comcast, the company behind uh, NBC Universal, uh, were looking instead to buy uh, 21st Century Fox. Yep. And now it looks like Disney have come back with a better offer uh, and might again buy 21st Century Fox. We can only hope. We can only hope. Do we remember what the sequence was? So Disney got in first with an offer of what, roughly? It was around $54 billion, but including uh, covering debt that Fox had owed, it was closer to about $60 billion. Mm-hmm. Um, in addition to that, their contract that, that was signed, or the, the agreement that was signed, stated that if Fox backed out of the deal with Disney, they would actually owe Disney $1.54 billion just for pulling out of the deal when they'd already committed to it. Mm. Then, the other day, the courts agreed that AT&T could purchase Time Warner. As a result, Comcast went ahead and made a Hail Mary play and put in an all-cash offer to buy out Fox for $65 billion. And now Disney has counted it with an offer of over $71 billion. 71, my favourite number. Uh, do we know roughly what these companies make a year? Like, is it a couple billion dollars a year? Or is it like... St- Lots of billions. It's lots of billions. <laughs> okay, because I was going to say, that's a 
staggering amount of money. Well, given that Com- Comcast is a communications company, they're making money hand over fist. Imagine... You understand American companies rather well, so mm. the kind of money that AT and T makes that allows it to buy Time Warner—that's yeah, yeah, that's the kind of money Comcast Substantial. has. That's the money Comcast has just based on its telecommunications. That's not even counting the fact that it owns NBC Universal as well. Yeah. What an interesting business that would have been, though, if it had been NBC Universal and Twenty First Century Fox. I'm not a fan of that. I mean, I don't idea. see no. Yeah, I I don't see much of a connection between the two, and that's why it's kind of like what really like it doesn't really fit. Like I, I see why they would do it because it's just have more. Why not just have more? Yeah, same sort of industry, just have more. But it doesn't. It doesn't. It's not as nice of a fit as Disney and Fox. It's weird. The more we think about it, the more it makes sense. I mean, having said that, though, I still think it's completely bizarre that Disney would own Fox. Like, that just sounds ridiculous. But just the way Disney's kind of set themselves up and the different kind of IP that they own or or the different um, sub-studios that they own, like Marvel Studios, um, you know, or Lucasfilm, like, it just kind of makes a bit more sense for them all to link together. Yeah. So Disney's Disney's in the business of buying up IPs and allowing them to maintain their own personal integrity without having to Disneyfy each of the properties. Which I love. That's fantastic that they do that. Yeah. There's only been a handful of the properties that have actually needed to interact with the Walt Disney Company. For instance, um, the Muppets. The Muppets were one of their first big acquisitions. Jim Henson had mm. been trying to sell the Muppets to Disney for a very long time before it actually happened long after his death. And, yeah, the way, obviously the Muppet films are released under the Disney banner with the Jim Henson company as well, but mm. the Muppet property is owned by Disney now. When you look at Marvel, Marvel operates as Marvel Studios. There's no mention of Disney on a logo or anything like that. The only time I think we ever see Disney mentioned in a marvel movie is at the very end of the credits where it says the soundtrack is on walt disney records yeah or distributed by walt disney studios and that's about it yep that's it even um and that was the same for lucasfilm now for star wars and i'm sure with the upcoming indiana jones movie it's going to be like that what is it about the lucas lucasfilm soundstage or skywalker sound why do they have such fantastic sound studios? Because it seems like most films have their their their, their audio recorded at, at Skywalker Film or Skywalker Sound or whatever the hell it is. I don't even know what it's called. Skywalker Sound. Um, I don't know. I don't know what the unique quality of it is. Oh, fun bit of trivia that also gives us more meaning as to why it all makes sense that it should all tie up to Disney. So, Mm. Fox obviously released all of Star Wars, up until Disney bought out Lucasfilm. Back in the 80s, after Return of the Jedi had finished, George Lucas sold the computer animation division of his company before forming Mm. ILM, Industrial Light and Magic. The thing that he sold, the the computer and animation division that of Lucas Digital 
was sold to Steve Jobs and John Lasseter, who then turned it into Pixar. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. And now, now they're soon to be under the same umbrella again. Yep. <laughs> That's bizarre. Well, they, yeah, well, they already are under the same banner, technically, because ILM is all part of Lucasfilm. Oh, of course. Of course it is. So it's yeah, all, yeah, absolutely it's all right. Relinked. Of course. It's beautiful. It all comes full circle. It all comes back under Disney. Uh, back to Disney. Um, speaking of Pixar... Yes. There was a Pixar film that has uh, just recently been released. Yes. We won't go into too much detail about it, but uh, it's a film that I, I think many people have been waiting for for some time. Is that correct, Drew? Yes. Uh, it's been 14 years in the wait. In, in the making, in the waiting, even. <laughs> yeah, and uh, suddenly it hit theatres, and we've both seen it. Both loved it so much, and really want to go and see it again, I'm mm. sure, because mm. I definitely do. You might even say it was um, amazing, wonderful, even. True. <laughs> I, I was actually tensing my body up there, ready for that, that that pun, and you very very nicely didn't do it. <laughs> that was that. I'm sure that took a lot to not make that pun. <laughs> of course, the film we're talking about is Incredibles Two. Yes, yes, it is in cinemas now. Awesome, amazing. We're not going to go into too much detail yet. We realise it's relatively fresh in cinemas. We'll talk about it in more detail next week. Right? Shall we do that? Yep, deal. I think we'll do that. Done. Okay, that's what we'll do. We'll talk about it more next week, but all we can say is go and see it. It's really, 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 really good. Yeah. Excellent. Absolutely Incredible. Yeah, you said it. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't not. Now it just it just kind of felt like, uh, like I had to say it. It was eating away at you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh dear. Oh dearie, dearie, dearie me. Oh. Um, keeping on the same. This is kind of jumping back and forth. To uh, get back to the very first topic of today, and then also to kind of touch on a little bit of the second one with the idea of. Uh, using Lucasfilm as an example and space things. Have you heard about Donald Trump and his Space Force? So I don't quite understand this. I've been trying to look for news articles that explain it properly. Yeah. Other, other so than the jokes, but yeah. Yeah, like, well, essentially, uh, um, all that we know of it really is that he wants to, President Trump wants to... Um, create an additional, uh, I guess, um, security force for the United States, uh, an additional arm of the, the, the army, I guess, uh, in that, uh, yeah, he would like to have this space-based version of the Air Force or the Army or the Navy, um, the what does it say here it says uh his directive will task the defense department to begin the process of establishing the space force as the sixth branch of the u.s armed forces 
Uh, he said the new branch's creation will be overseen by general directors, blah, blah, blah. Don't care about the person. When it comes to defending America, it is not enough to merely have an American presence in space. We have, we must have an American dominance in space, Trump said. Right. Okay, fair enough. Um, except who the hell are you fighting in space? What the hell are you doing? You are totally insane. <laughs> Like, come on, you have probably one or two astronauts living up in the ISS at the moment. You're going to just suddenly chuck a hat on them and say, well, being that you're the only ones in space, you're it? Like, what the hell is his plan for this? No, let him do what it. I... <laughs> let him do oh, it. Yeah, sure. Oh, what first I do love, though... The day. What I do love about this article that I'm reading, it's on news.com.au, is that it does mention that in conjunction with this idea of having a space force, he's reiterating his desire for the United States to go back to the moon first and then Mars. I would much, I I don't know why, but I think I'd really much rather personally see another man or another person walk on the moon rather than Mars first. Yep, I would agree with that. A hundred percent. I don't know why, but I just, I think that's what I want. Yep. Yep, just so more people can claim it was faked. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. That's the whole reason why I want to see it happen again. I mean, we missed it. In our lifetime, no one has walked on another planetary surface. Um, We've seen the footage, but it hasn't been fresh footage. We haven't seen that. It would just be bizarre to see a human being walking on another surface. And I want to see that. And Mars isn't as exciting as the moon for some reason. Because Mars, you see, it's a dot. I mean, it is phenomenal. It is so unbelievable. Especially when you look up in the stars at night and you see this dot. And you go, oh, that's a planet there. That dot is a planet. And, you know... I, I, I just can't fathom someone walking on Mars, but seeing the moon, I've looked at it with a telescope and seen the craters and the detail of it and the horizon of the moon. I, I just want to see, I just want a man to walk or a person to walk on the moon. I want it to happen. It sounds nuts, but I wouldn't mind seeing them take up some kind of ridiculously large canvas sheet that that they can just sort of pin onto the surface that can be seen with the naked eye from the earth just to prove that it's real, that there was someone on there. What I want to see is, and we've never seen it, is satellite footage of the, the, uh, what's, what's the, where's the, where did the first Apollo mission that landed on the moon stop? It was, uh, I can't remember what it's called. I just want to see satellite footage of the landing site, the original landing site. Just point the Hubble at the moon for like an hour, capture the photo, and then turn around and make it look at something else again. Is that it Lake Tranquility? Cool. Pardon? What's it called? Lake Tran- Tranquility? Tranquility something? I can't remember. I don't know. I don't know. It doesn't matter. The Wherever the bloody thing they, they landed on the moon, there. Just point the freaking telescope at that and take a picture of it. it would, I just want to see it. It would be cool. Yeah, it would be really cool. But, you know, 
one day. If the if the government is really looking to make a big push for that, why don't they turn to working with SpaceX? Yeah. Why is because they have why is NASA not working with SpaceX? I. Yeah, why can't it they just, just seems work together? Pointless that they're working in tandem. I don't, I don't get that. Mm. No, I mean I. Yeah, I don't get it at all. I, I think that it should just and if the, be a united front. Yeah, and if they're not going to send people to the moon or to Mars, why can't they invest all their time and money and resources into creating anti-gravity chambers for us to go hang out in? I didn't expect that just then, just so you know. But uh, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. No, very valid point. Why but don't seriously, they do that? don't you want that to be real? Yeah, that'd be fantastic. Would you ever go in an anti-gravity plane? I want to. I really... Especially after the... Um, after that music video. Okay, goes yeah. music video. Yeah. How crazy is it that... Planes doing that is just... It's nuts. They have to make the ma- the biggest... Para- parabola? Parabola? In the, in the sky. Yeah. Basically, dropping fast and then pulling back up as steep as it possibly can yep. and then doing a massive long arch and drop again into zero g i mean that would it would take its toll on the body for sure you'd be knackered How by the end of it how much is that experience to go through though i think it's a lot <laughs> yeah but you know, yeah I'm- tons but how did OK Go get the money to, to film it as a music video? Yeah, I don't know. That, I, I, oh, gee, well, look at half of their film clips. The time that they have to do it. Because it's done I don't in, understand. in one take over, over what, three and a half to four minutes. It's all shot in one take. Yeah. How many Imagine practice the stress runs on that were plane, there? though. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there'd be so much work on it. And yeah, Jesus. I don't know. And, and the fact that they, they had to make sure that they weren't sick... In doing that, because people get really sick doing that because of the amount of stress that it puts on the body. So I don't know how they're not. I, I don't. They, I don't know how they did it, and they did an amazing job doing it. You, you can like phenomenal. You can tell in the video though that it's. You can see that they are far more focused than they normally are in those videos. They are yeah. really yeah. Well, because they've got to work so hard. Yeah. For it. It's it's a whole nother level for them, and and you can tell they are so deadly serious trying to get it right. Mm. Yeah, they try. They look like they're trying to have as much fun, but oh no, they're struggling. Yeah. You can tell. It's worth it though, hundred percent. Mm. Okay, new topic. New new topic. What's your favorite OK Go video? You don't have to say the name of the song. It's fine. Just describe which one you like the best. My favorite OK Go video is, mm. of course, a movie related one. It's actually. The video they did with the Muppets when they did the theme song to the Muppet Show. <laughs> really, that's your favorite one. That's my favorite, and the purely because there is one moment where where the camera pans down to show that OK Go are actually the puppets being controlled by the Muppets. Oh, that's really cool. It's, that is cool. It's really, really twisted, and I love it. Oh, it's just so weird. I. What's your favorite? I I I would I would have to say mine is the one that's in Japan where they do with the drone, looking down on the yep. pe- on like the hundreds of people, yep. from, from like the drone, or 
I can't remember what this what it's called. It's called a something machine where where you know where one thing like you roll a bowling ball and it knocks over like a domino, and then it that makes something else fall. That was a great one fall. of theirs. Yeah. It's like it. Yeah, that that one too. Um, those are probably my two favorite ones. I mean, there's the printer one where they have the the hundreds of printers printing off sheets of paper um, mm. and creating an action. Yeah, and then there's the original, the one on the um, here we go, the again. treadmills. Ugh, I'll have to post some of these up on the Facebook page. The treadmills um, are iconic now. Yeah, they are. I mean, uh, well, of, course, of course they are. I mean, it set off that thing. Remember, a, a coffee company here in Australia started doing a whole ad campaign based off of the idea of what these guys were doing back in 2006. I think this was. I do remember that. It was Reva Coffee or something like that. They had shopping trolleys. Um, yeah, the, the the treadmill film clip is is so iconic. Mm. Most people know it, and I don't even know that that's OK Go. That's the band that did it. Yeah, or or but, uh, or even yeah. knowing the song, but it's oh, it's so good. It's true, clever. very they, true. They, they found a little niche for themselves, and they've exploited it ever since. Hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely, they did. Um, have you been watching the World Cup, Drew? Soccer World Cup? Well, Football World Cup? FIFA? Well, I mean, I don't have Optus, but it sounds like people with Optus haven't been watching it either. <laughs> uh, that's funny. That's very funny. Uh, very accurate. The extent of my viewing has been the first half hour of the Australia-France match. That is all I saw. Mm. Wow, so that's about, that's about half a game more than I've watched. Oh, wow. <laughs> mm. um, I, I, I would, I would love to watch more. more. I really would, but the limited amount of coverage here has been a struggle. SPS, though, have it all now. They do indeed. Um, they did mm. say they would play 48 hours non-stop and then they decided to continue with some extended coverage, which has been mm. quite nice. They're now going to uh, be they're now going to be playing every single game of the uh, of the um, what is it? I don't know what the hell it's called in this in soccer or in the World Cup where the the tables matches or something they said. Yeah, exactly that. As soon as they're going to play all of that now, because Optus can't get it right. Mm. Optus have completely stuffed up. I mean, they're stuffing it with my internet tonight. We're having a horrible time trying to record this because of the quality of internet. Are you with Optus? Um, yeah. Is that why you sound like Stephen Hawking right now? That explains Yeah, you texted all. you texted me that while I was recording, and I got lost in my train of thought. Yeah, I heard you. <laughs> I heard that happen. Because <laughs> I was reading the bloody text message. <laughs> Bastard. I can't, re- I can't help it. Right now, you sound very digital to me, and it's very amusing. Okay. Well, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. If, you know, if, the, if this podcast just suddenly stops short, you know it's because we suddenly lost track, and that's where the audio cut out. Um, but anyway... So Optus have done a horrible job of their internet uh, services over about ever since they existed. Um, and so now with the World Cup being digital uh, and them doing a shithouse job, well done Optus, if you're listening to me, um, have decided to relinquish their sole rights to it and or exclusive rights and allowed 
SBS here in Australia to broadcast all the games as well, which is great for those that care, unlike me who doesn't care. I, I'm not going to go into too much detail as to why I don't care, but essentially, I don't care about Australian football, soccer I mean, I don't care about Australian soccer. Association football, there. Soccer is association football. I don't care much about it. I don't think Australia is good at it. I don't think Australia really has a place on the world stage because we really struggled to get into the this World Cup. That I'm aware of. Um, yet here we are. Australia's in the World Cup. And in this game with France, we see exactly why I hate international soccer. And that is because players fall down, milk penalties, cry about it, or... They have such shoddy kind of slow backward video system to, to review like errors and stuff like that. French player falls down, pretends he's hurt, penalty to France. That's bullshit. You're rewarding a cheater there. I hate soccer for that reason. Second one is French player Did touches the ball with his arm, falls down, penalty to France because the Australian guy tackled them. But he touched the ball with his hand, so it should have been a free kick to Australia. But anyway, whatever. No, that doesn't count either. So Australia loses the game when really they were actually the better side in that game. Like, I, full credit to Australia. I think they shit it at soccer normally, but full credit to them. They did an amazing job. But they didn't win because soccer rewards a cheat, not the better player. Did That's you- why I hate soccer. Yeah, no, 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 that's fair. I, I agree. Those who can't act play soccer. Um, did you happen to see all the players that dove onto the ground on the field when the swarm of bees came about? <laughs> no, I didn't see that, but I've seen that happen before. I've seen YouTube compilations of that. It's hilarious. <laughs> oh, God. That would be horrifying. Yeah, but also just... Is it really a swarm of bees, or... <laughs> or they all just acting, yeah. Ah, <laughs> oh, God! You just can't tell I anymore. Can't, I can't believe that. The, and, I mean, credit to the French guy. He came out afterwards and said, Oh, yeah, sometimes I exaggerate. Yeah, because you know it's going to work. Because you know in soccer they reward that. Um, in my world... Yeah. In, in my world, if you're hurt enough that you fall down and scream like a pathetic child, you're clearly too hurt to stay on the field. So you go off the field, not just for a couple of minutes, you're off for the entire game. Yeah. If you're that hurt that you cry on the floor and roll around and bounce around like an idiot, get off the field. You're clearly in such distress that you cannot be on there. That would fix soccer right up. And sure, some players would then... There's that, that fear that, oh, well, someone's playing injured and they're going to keep playing because they don't want to be sent off the field. Yeah, well, you can kind of tell when they're not very well either. Like, just take some common sense. This is why I like playing FIFA on the PlayStation. As soon as a player takes a dive and starts to complain about their leg, I just press X. And it flicks past <laughs> it. Skip. Don't care. Not my problem. Yeah. Bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. Soccer's got some serious issues, and that's the main one. And un- until it's fixed. Not that soccer will care about me not watching it. But it's a shit sport, and I don't. I do not want to watch it. We do have a little bit of sports uh, history in the making happening this coming weekend, at least for Australian sports. Uh, for the first time, a game of origin, um, a game of state of origin, will be happening on a Sunday. 
Of course it is. It's this Sunday, isn't it's it? It's this Sunday. I didn't even know it was this Sunday. Holy crap. And I think I'm working the morning shift, which means I'm free in the evening for the game. I think I'm busy on Sunday night. <gasps> I'll have to get the plans changed. I didn't know State of Origin was on. I'll have to get the plans changed. Yeah. Yeah, I think I'm... Oh, okay, yeah, I've got to go look into this. I think I'm... F- I think I'm busy, but I will make myself free to sit at home and watch the, to get the game. Origin on a I could Sunday go to the night. game, though. We, we could go to the game. It could happen. We need- oh, God, this is just... I need to double so check, much. but I believe I've got the evening free. I've got to look at ticket prices now. Ooh. It's exciting. But yeah, Origin on a Sunday. It's... Yeah, that's happening. Weird and unheard of. It's almost as weird as Origin being played in Melbourne. Yeah, oh, gee, don't get me started. This almost. is ridiculous. But yeah, no, it's on a Sunday. That's very strange that it's on a Sunday. I don't think it's as... I don't think it has the same gravitas as a Wednesday night game. That's... In some ways, that's what makes Origin a little bit special, too, is that it's a... It's on during the week. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah, we'll see. It's like the grand final that's played on a Sunday, so we'll see. We will. I, I'll be interested in it. Mm, yeah, for sure. Uh, I, well, I'm i going to be interested in regardless. I want to see New South Wales win. Um, yeah. I'll tell you, can I tell you what I've been looking into lately on uh, the interwebs? Please do. Uh, of course, because Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom is uh, out uh, today. Well, yeah, today. Um, we've been watching the Jurassic Park movies uh, independently. Watched. We both watched the first one on Monday. We both watched the second one on Tuesday night. And then Wednesday, we well, last night we both watched uh, Jurassic World 1. Jurassic Park 3 doesn't count because no one likes that movie. It's a terrible movie. So we skipped straight over it. <laughs> But we watched the three most important ones before we see Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom today. Um, in Jurassic World, I love it when they find the Jeeps, mm. uh, the old Jurassic Park Jeeps. And so I actually looked up, uh, you know, if people have made them. And of course, lots of people have made them. In fact, we saw one near Olympic Park, did we not? I've seen it there a couple We're, of times now. But yeah, yeah. We, we did. And and so I've, I've looked up, there's actually YouTube videos and you can get kits and instruction manuals on how to convert a Jeep into being exactly like a Jurassic Park Jeep. Oh my goodness. Yeah, it's crazy. There's full videos of like the process and how people have done it. And then, yeah, there is even a website linked specifically to a checklist and a decal list and a step-by-step guide on how to how to make a Jeep into the Jurassic Park Jeep. Oh my goodness. I would love to do I now, that. I now have so my much. project. <laughs> I really want to do that. Yep. Can you imagine? And people have even done it. Oh, I can and I want it. And I've also there's also videos on people converting Ford Explorers into the the cars from the first movie that that uh, get flipped over by the dinosaur that would be cool. or by the T-Rex. Yes, yeah, so that's pretty cool too. It doesn't look as classy or as cool as the Jeep. Uh... Um, the Ford Explorers Always the green cars. If you don't know what I'm talking about, those ones that are yeah, yeah, green and yellow with a red paint job on it. Uh, they were always my favorite, but now, now the Jeep is now the Jeep is definitely my favorite Jurassic Park car uh, from Jurassic Park World, except for except for Jurassic Park Two, the Mercedes four wheel drives <laughs> that they drive in. They are they're pretty cool you mean, too. You Badass mean, in the green and black. You mean Jeff Goldblum's car. 
Jeff Goldblum's car. Exactly. Because the story from Top Gear where he he was offered one of those cars if he came down and spoke at a Mercedes dealership um, or Mercedes corporate event just after the release of Jurassic Park 2 um, or the Lost World Jurassic Park. And they went, here you go, here's your car. And to this day, I think he's still driving that car. Yeah. <laughs> Which is fair enough. If it works, yeah, it works. It's not surprising. I think he's a man of simple taste. Yeah, he is very much, very much. He, if he has a, uh, a turtleneck, he can drive his Mercedes. Yeah. He's happy. That's yeah. how he rolls. Exactly. So we got to do this. I think one day you and yep. I we will have to build a Jurassic Park Jeep. I want to. I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be fantastic. So we'll make that happen. Yep. Keen. For sure. Uh, awesome. I know. It, it is really, really, really cool. Um, I... Uh, just seeing it and watching people do it, it's, it's just... I just want one for myself. Yep. <laughs> like, it looks so good. And I can't I can't help but what, keep watching the videos of different people doing it and different results. And it's like, I really want that car. But anyway, alas, I'd, it'll I'd, happen sometime. I just want to make sure I get the right the right grey and the right red for it. Uh, I, can, I know the colours. I know the colours already. Oh, of course you do. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I know the colours and I know exactly what model Jeep you have to Ooh. get. You have to get a 1992 Jeep Sahara. That's what you need to get. That's right, it came out in 93. Mm. Which is cool. Uh, it, it's cool that it's it's still relevant. I like it. I uh, They even mentioned that in um, Jurassic World. They mentioned exactly what Jeep it is. Um, they mentioned what Jeep it is. They mentioned... Uh, uh, that it is sand beige. I don't know what the red is, but I think that's, that would be too difficult to, to match up. Yeah, it just looks fantastic. I'm looking at pictures of them right now, and I'm like, <laughs> I want one. Mm. i got to stop. i got to stop. Uh, and now, I think we'll, we'll get to Sick End of the Week shortly. Yep. But you sent me a story... <laughs> which I found unbelievable. Uh, this this is actually... It's it's the Kath and Kim... The story about Kath and Kim. Except not as you'd think. No. I say that because... Um, there are fashion runway models... Who are walking like Kath and Kim. And there's a video of it. And it's pretty unbelievable that they're doing that. And it... I've watched the video about 17 times now. It's an Instagram video, so it just goes round and round and round. But you just, I just watch it, and I keep watching it, and I can't believe that they It's a little uncanny, isn't it? Yeah, so this, this is an article from Junkie.com, um, and it says, A Finland-slash-Paris-based fashion house named Alto has wowed the entire world by making their hornbag models walk down the runway in exactly the same style as Catherine Kell's famous workout, The Power Walk. Yeah. I mean, I, like... I'm watching it again, that's why I've gone a bit quiet. They, they, <laughs> I don't get it. How the hell can this be stylish? Like it says, it mentions somewhere why they do it. Um... No, it doesn't. It just... <laughs> it's, I can't believe it's it. It's so good, isn't it, though? Just... 
Oh, well, I, not, nothing will ever top seeing Kath and Kel walk like that. They do such an amazing job, and it's just fantastic to watch them walk. And in fact, I want more Kath and Kim yeah. uh, I, to happen. I mean, I, I'm just, we're still waiting for our um, All Aussie Adventures. Oh, they better hurry up. Where is it? Why is it still not on I TV? I don't know. What bugs me is that it's all filmed and ready. It's just sitting there in the yeah, can. it's done. to go. But they keep holding off on it. I don't know what they're doing. This is the second year that they're doing it. Just play the bloody thing. Come on, Channel But anyway. 10. Come on and hit the road. Get on it, Channel 10. Jesus. Yeah, well, well said. But yeah, this group are walking... So I'm watching it again. <laughs> It's just, what are they doing? Why are they doing this? They think that they're being stylish. They're power walking, but it looks, it looks really ridiculous. Kimmy, Kimmy. Look at me, look at me. We're going to have to uh, binge watch Cast and Kim again one time yep. soon. I think we... You, it can never we, get old. We may have to sit down and watch a few episodes with old mate. Not sure if she's watched any of it or much of it. I don't think it, she or... has. No. No. We already put her through some more Aussie adventures, so I think Kath and Kim's next on the list. Mm. That's a winner, though. Mm. You've got if you don't like Kath and Kim, you're insane. Chardonnay, Chardonnay, you pack a chance. <laughs> <laughs> it's fantastic. And that was on the ABC in like 2004. They got away with saying chance. Yeah, well, 2004, the Chaser got away with a lot on the ABC. <laughs> yes, that's valid. <laughs> Very valid point. Oh dear. Alright. Shall we uh, skip right along and get to... Um... I think we should. we we got to play it safe tonight while we've still got a working phone call. Yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. Um, I don't know. Do you want to take it? Uh, you, you, it? It is the story that I'm thinking of also. It's a, it's a pretty good story. Um, mm. But as always, if any of you are interested in taking part in our terrible quality Skype call that results in a weekly episode, then feel free to drop us a line on the Facebook page. Uh, I'm trying to think, is there any other way you can contact us anymore? Carrier pigeon? Um, uh, email? Yeah, we, we do have an email address. Not that we ever use mm. it, but Kent on no. the steering team at gmail.com. Or, yeah, once again, Facebook. Or, you know, come talk to us in person. We're not hard to find, really. No. Many of you that do listen know us personally. So come and say something if you want to be on the show. Don't just sort of giggle as we walk by because we're an embarrassment. We, we already know. We, we, we don't need your laughs. It's okay. We're well aware of it already. We can deal with it. <laughs> oh, dear. Anyway, yep, feel free to contact us. And if you have suggestions, if you want to be on the show, if you have constructive criticisms, if you have actual criticism, please feel free to scream it down a sewer pipe because we don't want to hear it. Anyway... We're well aware of it anyway, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, it, it still gets to us down the sewer pipe because, you know... We're down yeah, there. that's why the quality's so poor. <laughs> anyway, time for our favourite segment. The segment that was born out of a ridiculous joke. It is time for mm-hmm. Sick Kent of the Week. Amen. Even just thinking back to how we came up with this, it was just a joke. I know. Well, I'm more annoyed about the fact that I didn't... I 
I'm yeah, it was a joke. But I'm also really annoyed with the fact that my initial meaning behind Sit Kent, uh, I finally had the chance to use it, and then instead of using it, I just went, oh, that's a shame. <laughs> Drew, you, I'm sure you know that, that inside of that, but everyone else know, has no idea what the hell I'm talking about. Oh. <laughs> but yeah, I'm still, I'm still kicking myself that I missed my original opportunity for the term Sit Kent. But anyway, Aww. doesn't matter. Alas, <laughs> al- alas, we're here with Sit Kent of the Week. Drusa. Yes. So, there was an interesting story that crossed my path a couple of days ago. Was it a couple of days ago? It must have been a couple of days ago. Yeah. Uh, Sunday, Monday or yeah, something, something like that. Yeah, something like that. Um, in, in this grossly uh, PC world, um, political correctness, of course, um... I was very enlightened to find an article with the title Tradie Blasts Heavy Metal Outside Sydney Abortion Clinic to Piss Off Protesters. Now, I don't even know where to begin with the brilliance of that, but the article read as follows. A brave tradie has caught the internet's attention after being filmed blasting heavy metal music outside a Sydney abortion clinic in an apparent attempt to annoy protesters. Footage of the as-yet-unidentified tradie unleashing the drowning pool song Bodies on unsuspecting picketers outside the Sarah's Place Clinic in Surrey Hills comes ahead of New South Wales implementing 150-metre safe access zones outside reproductive health clinics on 13th July. University of Sydney Women's Officer Madeline Ward took the video and told Junkie that the tradie started blasting the music on Friday morning after the protesters started singing. They were singing Silent Night or something like that. They were singing Silent Night. Now, I don't understand the relevance. I don't understand why you would sing... It's not even Christmas in July yet. Just throwing that out. It's not even July, so it's... uh, I I, kind of get why they think it's appropriate to sing that song. However, I'm a little bit offended by the fact that they sang that. Uh, I'm I'm offended that they as, as uh, a as a somewhat religious person as someone that's very secure in their religious belief. I'm a little offended that they chose to sing that because that contradicts the belief that that song is is entrenched in. Shall we say? I I my offense is in the fact that these people think that they have the right to what they claim to be is not try and persuade people, but just try and um support people in this kind of difficult situation yet are dead set not that they're probably aware of it but bullying and pressurizing and being obnoxiously hurtful at a time like this to people that really don't need the bullshit of someone thinking that they know better trying to talk them out of the situation that they are well and truly aware of what they are doing you know, they don't need that in around them. And these people think that they have the right to be able to stand in front of a place like this and bullshit their way through a conversation with someone in the position that they it's are. It's a medical facility that's there to help people 
They don't need the nutbag standing at the no. front. You can fuck no. off and sit in the gutter 150 meters down the road. Exactly. You are not required. No. Because, think about it. If you're there causing that kind of added stress and pressure, what are, what are these young women meant to do? And, what, and more mm. importantly, what are they going to do when this is what they're hit with when they're going to a place that they think is meant to be safe to help them? It is going to cause anxiety, further anxiety, depression. This will lead to them making rash decisions. This this could could exactly. likely contribute to things like suicide or coat hanger abortions, which just no, 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 gross. Not even gross. Just, just there's so much wrong with it. But yeah, gross. Yeah, That's what I mean by like, gross. Like it's just yeah, but, oh, like Jesus. Yeah. So no picketers. No, you can get stuffed. This tradie. What a legend. What an absolute mm. legend. Good on him. And just for that, unidentified tradie, you are our sick Kent of the Week because you took you took an opportunity to put the plebs in their place. Amen. Mm. Amen. On this topic, uh, briefly, it was fantastic when this law was passed. Uh, I was reading a Facebook post and there was some, you know... Uh, double named piece of shit you know the same you know the, the type of person that's got the the joint account oh <laughs> bogan aussie lady saying oh well i think i i think this is outrageous that i'm not allowed to stand out the front and support these people you're not supporting these people you're being obnoxious like you are not there to support them and all the comments just destroying this person almost to the point where she admitted that she was there purely to sway this person's opinion of, of away from what they're about to do um, for no other reason than because they didn't like it. <laughs> like, it's just like, it's not your problem. Like, leave this person alone. Oh, dear. What I also found pretty outrageous was, and I learned about this recently, was that to get an abortion in New South Wales, you have to have a medical reason first you can't just have one because like what which is i think outrageous who's it's no one's decision but the mother's yeah it's ridiculous so i think that's pretty outrageous personally i think that's outrageous um just like any sort of tax or tariff on um sanitary products yeah i think that's disgraceful but anyway um, hopefully that stops and changes and good. These nutbags don't get to stand out the front of these clinics because it's not their problem and not their business. So that's hilarious. And that tradie is a, a mother ducking legend. Mm. Uh, quickly, just before we go, I thought I'd give you some, uh, significant events for this day in history. Yes, please do. Um, there is, uh, absolutely nothing good to report today. Oh, <laughs> No, 1788, the U.S. Constitution comes into effect in some U.S. state no one cares about. Uh, the first Victoria Cross won during bombardment of Bomarison, okay, right. in the Crimean War. Uh, 1948, Lord Mountbatten resigns as Governor General of India. Um, 1990, 7.7 7 Manjil-Rudbar earthquake with hundreds of aftershocks. Hits Iran, killing about 50,000. Excellent. What a great day this is. In 1993... Oh, great. My, the year I was born. English mathematician Andrew Wiles 
proves last theorem of Fermat. Well, it's a mathematics thing, so it's not important. <laughs> um, did you know American inventor and businessman Cyrus McCormick patents the reaping machine? What's a reaping machine? I know that I've heard that, but I don't know what it I is. I don't know either. Uh, famous birthdays: Jean-Paul Sartre, Sartre, Sartre <laughs> Banazir Bhutto, and Prince William. Wow! I don't know the first cool. one. Yeah, no, that's cool. I don't, I don't Banazir. And... Anyway, yeah. that's today. That really, really exciting. Good day. Clearly, um, makes thanks. makes this segment worthwhile. Yeah, exactly. Shows it's worth. Well, I guess they, I guess they can't all be winners. Um, <laughs> thank, thank goodness there he is, DJ Quads, oh, yeah. uh, trying to threatening to drown us out. <laughs> God, we needed that. Doesn't have to threaten um, much. <laughs> yeah, we made it, Drew. We did. We, we made, made it. it. We survived all it. All right, guys. We'll see you on the other side of Jurassic World: Fallen Kingdom. Yeah, back with two reviews next week. Well, we'll see about that. We'll anyway. try. Yep. Yeah.